Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by Black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone, so listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hey, y'all. What's going on? I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, welcome and hello. Hey, give us a high sigh. Mm, We're so happy to be back this week. Sorry, we're a little late, but this week we're coming with presents. Okay, you guys are getting two episodes from us this week and hopefully every week going forward. If it's enough work for me to manage, I will definitely be doing it for you guys. We plan on doing a mini case on Mondays and releasing our regular episodes on Thursdays. And we're really excited to see how this goes and see how you guys like it. I love how you be trying to do the most on my birthday month. Yes, y'all. It's my birthday month. And Kaylee's going to have <laughs> me sit my round self here twice a week so we can make content. Yay. <sighs> Hopefully once a week, we just knock it out. So you don't have to worry about this, mm-hmm. especially on your birthday week. So speaking of her birthday week, we will be in Dallas celebrating with a few of you. Actually, you guys have messaged us and told us you're going to be there and we're going to put something together, hopefully and go out on a town so if you're gonna be in dallas come see us we're gonna have a good time period okay are you ready for this week's case breathe in and breathe out Mm. yes all right let's get started most of us have experienced an awkward stage in life maybe we were looking a little crazy and weren't having too much luck in the romance department well what happens when a lack of romantic affection leads to a love for decomposition Join us as we discuss the corpse-loving wretch that is Corey Morris. Mm-mm. Mm. Not a corpse-loving wretch. I had to let you guys know that right off the bat. It's giving criminal minds. Mm. It's going to get pretty bad. Okay. So, Corey Dion Morris was born on May 10th, 1978 in Oklahoma City. Kristen doesn't have anything for us for this <laughs> date because... <laughs> Every time you do that, I'm like, deer in headlights, what? (laughs) I like to tease you, but she's going to do it in the next episode, so no worries. So he was born in 1978 in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. He was the oldest of three children. He had two younger siblings, and their names were Candace and Brandon. Aw, cuties. We We won't hear too much about them again, so. Okay. I didn't see too much about his upbringing during my research. I know that he graduated from Douglas High School in Oklahoma City, and when in college, he was a part of the ROTC program. He apparently aspired to be a military officer one day. Let's take a look at him really quick. Uh, Okay, Lieutenant Baldy. Um, He looks like like someone like... From Love and Hip Hop? Yes. Kristen... I won't be having this conversation with you. You know what I'm talking about. Bitch, I was going to say that he looks like someone dropped him on his soft spot. Oh, and he And there's does. just like a permanent ending right there. He really does. Right here at the top of his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he That's looks like that, that Miss J or Miss K from Love and Hip Hop. 
that man, that light skinned man, he looked like Andrew <laughs> Caldwell. The delivered man. Yes. You guys don't know what we're talking about. The one it's that giving. Who, who be saying he like girls and he's not gay. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. giving him a little bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. he does look like he has a little bit of zhuzh in his zhuzh, if you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we love them all. So I'm surprised he didn't just go straight to the military after school. Like he could have just done that, but he didn't. He went to college first. Totally fine. Whatever. A lot of people I don't, do it. Oh, they do? I thought it was more common for people to go to the military first so that the VA can pay for their, you know, college after. Yes. But some people like to go to college first to mm-hmm. get that experience and then they'll go after college because you can enter in as an officer instead of a low level Oh. Uh, foot soldier and you get paid more all that oh makes sense thank you mm-hmm. so i don't think he actually graduated college i wasn't able to find that but at the age of 22 he'd moved to phoenix arizona he had nowhere to go i don't know why he just fucking picked up and moved but he did have an aunt in the area that he knew named melva willis and he convinced her to let him live in a rundown trailer in the back of her property okay sounds like freedom to me I don't think he was paying any bills either, and he was just doing his thing at a very young age. He wasn't very hard on the eyes. No, not in the beginning. Right, right. So this is him around 22, 23. Okay, light skin. He got that light skin look. He looks sensual, and Mm -hmm. then you scroll up, and he looks tattered and scattered (laughs) and fatter, which who cares? Yeah, but it's just getting worse. It looks really, he looks really bad. So anyway, with him being so young and with us having so little information about his childhood, we're just going to basically jump right into the murders. On September 11th, 2002, police discovered the decomposing naked body of Barbara Codman in an alley between East McKinley and East Peace Street. Drag marks were found on the sidewalk that led into the alley. And, oh, this alley was located just a few blocks from where Corey lived at the time. Mm. The coroner noticed that Barbara's head and neck were more decomposed than the rest of her body and that her skin showed signs of slippage around her breasts and her inner thigh area. Slippage? What does that mean? The word alone just suggests something awful. Ew. So the textbook definition is when the post in the postmortem phase, bacteria destroys connections between the skin and the underlying tissue so that with pressure and movement, the skin begins to detach and slip off the body. Mm, okay. Good to know. So basically, if the skin's being agitated around that area, it's going to be moved off the tissue easier, and then that's what's going to cause the skin to slip up or down. Ew. Mm. so he was fondling her corpse got it oh thank you for picking up on that early Kristen. so i don't have to yeah so because of the severe decomposition of barbara's head this is so heartbreaking rest in peace to barbara by the way rest in peace barbara so sorry this happened to you because of the damage the coroner wasn't able to fully investigate like her head area but was able to determine her cause of death was a combination of morphine and cocaine Wow, so he drugged her. Well, we're going to get to it. Officially, though, Dr. John Hugh listed it as undetermined. And that's the same guy that did the autopsy. Because at this time, they didn't know if Barbara's death was even a homicide or not, 
which is crazy. Like her body is found in an alley, completely naked, super decomposed. And it wasn't decomposing there. That's like a red flag already. Which means the body was moved. Like that's what I was going to say. How was the body decomposing in an alley? Like nobody like noticed that she was there. Because she wasn't there for long. Mm. The official ruling wouldn't be changed until after her killer confessed. And Hugh changed it to quote, most likely asphyxia due to ligature and strangulation. How all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a ligature. I Thank didn't notice you. that. Kristen, you're everything that I'm like thinking while I'm researching this, you're saying out loud. I was like, how in the hell can you just go from, oh, it was a drug overdose to, oh, she was strangled to death. It's You could tell it was definitely lazy work for sure. But part of me is like, if I'm giving him anything, I'm giving him the fact that maybe she was so decomposed that he had no no like visible even testable evidence of strangulation and the fact right. that he, and the fact that he changed it was only due to the fact that the killer told them how he killed her right or it's like the body or the head was so decomposed that what he thought was ligature marks he could he could have been like this is muddied mm-hmm. with decomposing flesh i don't know what this truly is maybe he doubted himself we're giving you something Hugh. we're trying we're trying so rest in peace to barbara holy shit Rest in peace. On October 10th, 2002, police found Shantiria Davis's naked body in the same alley that they found Barbara's in. Uh-uh. <laughs> He's lazy. It was just giving, what are you thinking? And it happened almost a month to the day from when Barbara's body was found. In the same alley. Like, if you knew anything, you know not to go back to the same alley. He, I don't think he was thinking, to be fair. Her body was pretty far gone when it when it comes to decomposition and her skin had slippage as well. It was on her back, her butt, and the back of her legs. Ugh. Kayla, what is slippage? Like, can mm. I even imagine what that looks like? You can imagine what it looks like. Just imagine like a bunch of wrinkles, right? Just like wrinkly skin gathered up together. Mm. Ugh. And just thinking about where she had the slippage makes me think he had her in like a position on her back and was yeah. violating her that way. And that's what no. was causing it. Oh, my God. Visuals suck. Sorry, guys, for that visual. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So at this point, investigators should be like, hey, maybe the killer is around the way. Like he's in the neighborhood. Let's fucking go door to door. Mm-hmm. And that's only if they didn't do that in the first investigation, you know, a month ago. I'm like, OK, this is fresh in their minds. They made the connection immediately. Let's put some pep in our fucking step. Pedal to the metal. Right. Shantiria's body was too decomposed for the coroner, Dr. Kevin Horn, to determine if she'd suffer any extensive trauma, but he did find signs of cocaine in her spleen, so he just assumed her cause of death was cocaine intoxication. And this can't be the same coroner. No, it's this guy's name is Kevin Horn. The other guy was 
something Hugh. Okay. Mm -hmm. But after the killer confessed, the doctor said that nothing in his report was inconsistent with strangulation. AKA, I didn't say it wasn't strangulation. Y'all take y'all L's. Y'all get on my nerves. Somebody's dead and you're trying to finagle out of a situation. Take your L. Like, isn't medical science supposed to be a science aren't you supposed to be able to not definitively tell in every situation but at least have an idea i feel like the cocaine intoxication that's something you can test in her blood to see if you know she had enough in her system to even kill her yo that brings up a good question i wonder what happens to blood after decomposition like what does it look like well i think you could they can still test your tissue like if you're not completely bone and stuff like that, I think there's still parts of your body that contain what your blood was I'm containing. Sure. If that because if sense. the stomach and the spleen can have mm-hmm. these things in it, mm-hmm. you doggone right. Other places and tissues yeah. can have it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was really upset about this because I'm like sloppy medical work like this can give a killer an upper hand at trial. You know, for them to say, oh, the coroner initially said that her cause of death was cocaine. So why is my client here for her murder? You know, it's not good. And I'm weirded out that even though the victim was in the same alley as the first victim, they were treated by different coroners or examined by different coroners. Keep that stuff in the same family. Y'all already don't communicate. I mean, part of me was happy that someone else took a look because I'm like, okay, this guy clearly wasn't confident in himself or his ruling, or hadn't had much experience with decomposed bodies. So I'm like, I'm happy it got in front of someone else that may have more experience. But then again, this person did the same exact thing. He didn't. So rest in peace to Shantiria. Rest in peace, Shantiria. Four months later, on February 27, 2003, the clothed body of Jade Velasquez was found on the west side of 9th Street. And listen to this, y'all. It was just outside the gate leading to the backyard where Corey's property was, where his camper was. Ew, Kayla. No, not you shitting where you sleep. Not you literally putting that poor woman out with the morning trash. Oh my gosh. Jade had ligature marks around her neck and bruising under her left eye. So this is the first time there's actual evidence of a beating and strangulation. Right. So the coroner can't fuck it up this time. The coroner was able to retrieve a DNA semen sample from a vaginal swab they conducted on Jade. Okay. Dr. Vladimir Schwartz. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's S-H-V-A-R-T-S. Okay. Schwartz. Schwartz. Schwartz and farts. Okay. (laughs) Together. Schwartz. Vladimir found petechial hemorrhages in her eyes and her neck, which led him to determine her cause of death as strangulation. Mm-hmm. Her blood tested her blood tested positive for alcohol, cocaine, metabolites, and benzodiazepines. But the combination and amount of these drugs was not enough to kill her. Period. This is the first one that said, hey, it wasn't the drugs, even though she is probably a drug user. And that's what upset me most. I was like, they're probably just jumping to conclusion because they're lazy and they don't give a fuck about this victim because, yes, you guys, most of his victims were prostitutes or drug addicts that he found on the street. Yeah. And it's like, or half the time when you see that first thing that smacks you in your face, you want to go with that instead of digging deeper Mm -hmm. and finding the real cause of something. Lazy. 
So at the scene, police noticed some disturbance in the dirt around the gate to Corey's backyard. They could tell that it had been opened and then closed again. They also noticed scuff marks on the sidewalk suggesting that Jay's body had been dragged, just like the other two women. Okay, so here we go. So we see the same thing that we saw in two other murders in this one, and it's right in front of someone's house. What do you think their next step should be? To go to the house, to knock on the door. Correct. So they talked to his aunt, and she basically was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know how this got here. You cannot check my property, and that's the end of it. They went on about their way. That's so corny. Terrible. Somehow, one month later, almost to the day, on March 29th, 2003, police found Sharon Noah's naked body on the west side of 9th Street. About Again. 20... Oh, yeah. About 20 feet away from where Jade's body was found. Kristen? This this podcast is really about to get on my nerves because <laughs> you it clearly, you don't have to have a lot of pizzazz and know-how to get away with murder. No. It you just have to like, be in the right area where the wrong precinct is there with people who don't want to do their job. 110%. It seems like as long as you don't do it on actual camera while you're on live and post it, you have at least three months free, free and clear. And if you don't take your phone with you, they're not going to catch you for like six months. So it's just police forces are not giving in very many ways. Guys, I know it's hard, but try harder. You're literally paid to do this. I know you're not paid much, but if you don't like it, go into the fucking private sector or something. I don't know what to tell you. Rest in peace to Sharon. Rest in peace, Sharon. She had ligature marks on her neck and had skin slippage on her thighs, breasts, and her hips. Mm -hmm. She had some broken fingernails on her hands, which along with her feet were mummified. What does that mean? They were wrapped up? They were ba essentially, I guess, dried out to the point of being preserved. Ew. Girl, I didn't even want to think about the image of that. But I just got chills. There was also a presence of maggots. Sorry to be disgusting, but yeah. Where? In, in Sharon, like in Sharon's body, it seemed like she had been being feasted on by the maggots for a while, not just because she was sat outside. If that makes sense. Mm, mm, mm. Her autopsy suggested that Sharon died by strangulation. Her toxicology report showed that she ingested cocaine not too long before her death. And they also found GHB, which is a date rape drug in her system. But again, there wasn't enough in her system to actually kill her. Once again. So now this is the fifth going on the fifth victim. I think this is the fourth. Yeah, fourth exactly victim. Right. Yeah. This is now the fourth victim, same MO, mm -hmm. and nothing is being done. And all of these victims have been, have been found within, what, 500 feet of this man's house? And they're just like, tra-la-la, we don't know who did it, it's a whodunit. Mm. No, it's not. It's really not. I should get my private investigator's license and really show these motherfuckers up, because some of this shit is just embarrassing. Y'all wonder why now citizens are creating blogs and online websites where they can help y'all out because y'all don't be doing much. <laughs> and I'm not the even excuses, trying to come for you. And the excuses you guys, you guys meaning the police, use for their failure to do their job properly are just getting so tired. It's 
everyone should be embarrassed. When investigators asked how the skin slippage could have happened, the medical examiner said that some item may have contacted her thighs post-mortem. Okay. Mm. Some item. Okay, What item? We don't know, but it was something that was moving up against her skin. Let's fucking say it. (laughs) I know, sister. I'm sorry. It's been a full almost two months since Jade was found outside of Corey's aunt's place. And in early April, Corey was still living his regular fucking life. Until April 12th, when Corey's uncle noticed a really pungent, gut-wrenching smell coming from Corey's camper. Okay, here we go. Someone didn't notice this before? Well, I don't know. Does the uncle be around? The uncle is married to the aunt, so they live there. Even with the aunt, how did she not notice the smell of decomposition coming from her backyard? She didn't care. Some people will let stuff happen and not say a word. Just like, well, it ain't me. <laughs> like, <I> never, <laughs> that's just not enough. No, I never want to live that way. So my heart really goes out to these women because this was this is just... So fucked up. So when his uncle entered Corey's camper, he said he immediately saw flies and maggots, quote, boiling on the floor. Boiling on the floor. What does that even mean? It means that they, it was so hot in there. It was so stinky in there that they were probably just cooking. That is disgusting. I can't even fathom what that would smell like, look like. I would pass out, Kristen. But I would be scared to pass out because I don't know what I would land in. Girl, I would have rang Nick, whoever his name is, by his neck. Brought him out of that trailer and whooped his behind. Well, he wasn't there. But Mm. somebody else was. It was Julie Castillo. Her body was severely decomposed in the camper. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she was face down. She had a neck tied around her a necktie tied around her neck and her lower half was positioned like toward the bed. Kind of just like he was just using that part of her. Ah! Kill, this is disgusting. This is the worst thing you can do is mutilate a dead corpse and violate a corpse. I said a dead corpse. A corpse. Yeah. Just one of probably top 2 Top three things, worst things you can do as a human being. That means that he wanted absolutely nothing to do with her alive. He killed her just so he could have what he wanted when she was dead. Kristen, that's what I was thinking. I literally wrote in my notes, it would come later on, that I think he may not have even had sex with them while they were alive. He probably just lured them over, let them do some drugs, and then he just took their life and violated them for days on end. This is a different level of just sexual assault. This is, I can't even find the words. This is really, really fucking depraved. She was mostly hidden under a sleeping bag and some blankets. Dr. Kevin Horn conducted Julie's autopsy and determined that she'd been dead between three and seven days before they'd found her. So she was in that camper, Kristen, for that long. Just decomposing. Just while the flies are feasting on her body. Yep. Her cause of death was determined as, quote, probable ligature strangulation. She was visibly badly decomposed, but they were able to test her blood alcohol content and it revealed a 0.12, which is pretty tipsy. Mm -hmm. 
She also had traces of cocaine in her system. The doctor also noticed, sorry, this part is pretty graphic. He noticed seven defects measuring up to three eighths of an inch radiated around her anus. Kevin can decide if the, the wounds were inflicted from trauma or just normal signs of decomposition. So these so, are like indentations. Right. Okay. So it's like he may have used like some type of weapon on her, some type of tool or something in that area. But whatever he did was clearly postmortem, which thankfully for her, you know, it happened postmortem. But good God. Oh, my God. This is the definition of heebie-jeebies. Yep. Just look at him, too. Like, let's take a look at him again. It doesn't give that. No, it doesn't. But now that I know, I'm severely disgusted by looking at him. Yeah, I can't see him in any other light other than having sex with dead women. And and enjoying that and loving that. What type of person can you be? Kristen, he also loved the smell. And we're going to kind of like talk about it. Ooh, we're going to talk about it. Like, you should have just ate booty. Why did you have to go this far? I really, if you really want to smell something stanky and have something in your mouth, like you can be into shit porn or whatever the fuck they be smearing on each other and not hardcore stuff but this this is evil this is pure kayla there's something worse than evil (laughs) when you mix disgusting grotesque with evil what do you get vile satanic i don't grimy i don't even know if they have a word for this Mm, uh, necrophiliac is what the word is so rest in peace to these women It's so frustrating to see how preventable a lot of these types of murders could have been. The police just did their fucking jobs literally at a anything higher than a D plus level. And we probably could have stopped him at two. And the thing is, he looks like a normal dude, y'all. Yeah. Watch who you go go to bed with. Watch who you go to their place with after you hook up at the bar. Watch out. Mm-hmm. you can't trust no one you don't know this man you don't know people and then with monkeypox rearing its fucking ugly head around bitch you can't even get a pimple without thinking you need to quarantine so it's just not worth it like when we say protect your peas did you think we were joking and protect your space did you think we were having a laugh hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is disgusting. So when the murder started in 2002, Corey was like 23 or 24, working as a karaoke disc jockey at a bar called Fat Cats. And the people that worked with him described him as a really, really nice guy. The wife of the owner specifically said that, but also added that he had a tendency to smell horrendously. She said, quote, my husband confronted him about it and he said it was from walking to work in the heat. End quote. Like, bitch. And you let him stay. Okay, here's another thing. People (laughs) love to say people's feelings when it comes to how a person smells. I get it. You don't want to be rude to tell a person you stink. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you want to be around somebody like that? 
And there's customers like he was a disc jockey. He was in front of people. You don't I don't want to go into a place thinking that, oh, they have a rat problem. But it's really just a man who's been banging dead corpses and he keeps coming to work afterward. And he's not even showering that often. Kayla, don't even get me started, bitch. I would have called the cops. I would have <laughs> fully called the police if there was anybody in my vicinity that smelled that bad. Because it's not just, she didn't say he tends to smell stanky, musty, funky. She said horrendous. <laughs> I said horrendous, but the article said that she was like, it was deplorable. It was horrible. It, and he's couldn't. walking into your facilities <laughs> on a weekly basis. I'm so confused. People, uh, th- they might have been Caucasian. And at this time, they probably weren't trying to offend. I really can't get into the details of why they let this man walk up here smelling like a funeral home. <laughs> but it is funeral homes smell better okay they they smell like clean death he yes. probably smelled like s- swatchy sewage smells death. like walking dead Kayla, <laughs> imagine smelling someone no, I, won't, I, won't, I won't i won't i won't i won't i Chris, won't chris i won't terrell bought a freaking a joke spray thing that's supposed to smell like poop i was ready to fully move all my belongings out of this house and leave him in the dust <laughs> and it was a joke so there's no way that i could <laughs> there's no way Terrell be doing the dumbest stuff I've ever heard. Stuff that make you want to say, put on some gloves and some Vaseline's. Could we scrap <laughs> it? No gloves, bitch. Oh, you're catching these hands. <sighs> it's fine. Okay, so Corey would also lie to his coworkers about his past. He told them he used to be in the military. And even though most of them figured he was probably just bullshitting, he was still pretty trusted and had even been alone with some of the female co-workers at night when it was closing time you hang around somebody who funky <laughs> you going to somebody you know who stinks place i would have quit chris i would have quit i would have told them it's either me or him bitch i would have literally <laughs> threatened i would have called the health inspectors they would have shut the fat cat the fuck down <laughs> fucking with me at this at some point we have to stop saving people's feelings Mm-mm. because if only somebody said something about the smell alone if it's at the risk of my own well-being my olfactory sensory system bitch like it's it's i'm gonna pick me every time i gotta put <laughs> me first <laughs> <laughs> The owner's wife said, quote, he stayed with her to make sure she got to her car safe and all that. He never did anything to her. I guess he just had a thing for prostitutes, end quote. Maybe. Or maybe he just knew that was an easy target and nobody would look for that person. More than likely. Melva Willis, who was Corey's aunt, said she was completely shocked that Corey was responsible for the murders. She said, quote, I can't believe it. We had no clue. He lives in a trailer behind our house. He used the house for everything else. He just slept back there. He had nowhere else to live and we couldn't move our house around enough to make room for him, end quote. So you mean to tell me he was still using your home to eat, to shower, to wash his ass, and you never thought twice to go back there and check to see, well, why does he smell like he works at the trash dump? Like when he's coming in and out of your house and leaving a trail of funk, of deathly funk, you didn't think to wonder, what is this about? 
you can't even open your mouth when he's in the room. And you mean to tell me you're just dealing with it? That's what I'm saying. Like some people, you got to want better for yourself. That's it. And if you don't, you're going to sit and shit just like this. So police quickly arrested Corey's ass. He was actually working a shift at the fat cat when they grabbed him. And once they got him in an interview room, it wasn't too long until he started to sing like a canary. What was he singing? So he would give two different accounts of what happened. And I'll let you guys decide what you believe. And I'm going to just tell you right now, both of them seem like fucking lies. So let's get started. Barbara Codman, who was Corey's first victim that we know of, was walking at night when Corey spotted her. And he said he offered her $20 to come back to his camper and have sex with him that night. And she agreed. $20, Barbara? I mean, Kristen, let me tell you, you got to get out of you live, Jeff. Hug on it. They know the yeah. risk. That's the thing. It's like every person you would probably talk to out on the streets knows the risk. 100%. And sometimes some of them are just living from hit to hit. Yeah. So $20 is enough to get you to that next $20. You know what I'm saying? So we're not here to judge. Barbara didn't no. ser- deserve to be murdered. It just no. fucking sucks that she was in this position and this is what happened. Yes, indeed. I think he off- probably offered her drugs as well, yeah. but I don't know. Oh, yeah. He totally has something in his place. Every single victim had drugs mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. He said he and Barbara had sex. He went outside for a moment. And when he came back, she was naked and using drugs on his bed. And he said he was upset by that and told her to leave once she was finished. And then he just went back outside. He said he went back in. And when he did, Barbara was breathing really hard. And then she just collapsed. Basically, she just died right there from the drug overdose. Mm. He said he put her on his sleeping bag and then he dragged her out of the camper down the street to where she was found. His second version stated that Barbara asked him to choke her with a necktie during sex. And when he did, she collapsed and never regained consciousness. But no mention of him mutilating or defiling these bodies. Oh, Kristen, no. He kept her purse. He kept some of her clothes, actually all of her clothes. And when he was arrested, he had Barbara's social security card, her driver's license, and her debit card in his wallet. You plotting. Blatant, brazen, no fucks given. And even if Barbara overdosed, you mm-hmm. still didn't snitch on what you would do later and what you would do to the later women. Correct. And I think if he was more honest about that, it would have been more believable. Like he might have actually had a chance to get off. At this point, you're already going down. Yeah. Yeah. You're fucked at this point. In regards to Shantaria Davis, he said he offered her $5 to come back to his camper and she agreed. So I just want to note for him to even say how much money he was offering them. I feel like he's trying to embarrass these women. Like he's trying to play in their face. Yeah. Cause it's not fucking necessary. You know what I'm saying? It's just not necessary to be sharing that part. And then it's like you giving details on what you want to give details on. Right. But not the real details that we need to know of what you did. Right. After sex, he said he left Shantaria alone in the camper for about an hour because she wanted to get high. When he came back, she was unconscious, but still breathing. And he said he just covered up her body and left for the rest of the night to go to a friend's house. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The next morning when he got back, Shantaria was dead. And he waited until later that night to drag her body to the alley. It's not giving. It's not giving at all. Even if every other part of his story is true, like, okay, I'll humor you for a second. He lied about how long he kept the body. So once you lie about that, because it was very clear that Shantaria had been decomposing for way longer than two fucking days, 
if you're not honest about that, you're probably lying about everything else. Uh, everything else. All they need to catch you in is one lie. They really mm-hmm. don't care. All they all they need is evidence. Yep. And they have plenty of it. We'll get to it. So in his second version, he claimed Shanteria asked him to wrap her hair extensions around her neck while they were having sex. Boy, oh, bye. Okay. First of all, a black woman, and I'm just going off of the fact that her name is Shanteria. I'm assuming she's black. Period. A black woman isn't going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, take my wee, bitch. Whether I I got it done, whether I got it done a day ago or a year ago, I'm not going to tell you to wrap it around my neck and choke me with it, you know, unless it's that good, good. And if she was really out here for five dollars, she definitely wasn't trying to have you pulling on her stuff (laughs) willingly. Mm -hmm. So. He's lying. Corey said that Jade Velasquez was actually a friend to him and she agreed to have sex just because she wanted to have sex. He said she was drunk when she arrived and passed out before they could even do the do. He only realized she was dead the next morning when he couldn't wake her up. I'm so sick of him. He just has the worst luck, doesn't he? Weren't his fault. But he continues to cover them up anyway. He's just the most unlucky guy you'll ever meet, sister. Boy, sit down. He said he left for the day and waited until nighttime to move her body to the street. But in his second version, he claimed Jade asked him to choke her with his hands during sex. And as a result, she passed away. And yeah, that was the end of it. So it's like every single story, he's basically saying it wasn't my fault or they Mm -hmm. asked me to do it. Yep. No accountability on his end at all. Whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Sharon Noah, who was mentally challenged, she had the mental age of a 10 or 11-year-old, was out walking when Corey found her and said that they both agreed to go back to his camper and have sex. Wow. That's just horrible. So now you a predator preying on people who don't even have the mental capability to know what you're about. Mm-hmm. He said after sex, Corey left his own camper, which that's something I'm just having such a hard time believing that's what actually happened you're not gonna walk out of your own camper so someone else can do drugs in your shit it's just not gonna happen your drugs because they didn't bring any let's be real maybe they did who knows but i really think he just set them up so when he left sharon was using drugs and when he came back she was dead just so unoriginal (laughs) so not smart over and over and over again it's just giving he doesn't know that people can actually test and see if these these women actually died of drug overdoses. It's just giving he thinks we're boo-boo the fool. Mm-hmm. He said when he came back, he put a belt around her neck. For what? I don't know. And then he pulled her body onto his sleeping bag and dragged her body onto the street outside of his house. And then threw away most of her clothes and shoes. But his second version stated Sharon asked him to choke her with a nylon strap. And when he stopped, she was no longer breathing. And they're just letting this fool lie to them over and over with every single woman. Spending hours listening to this bull. And Julie Castillo, the woman that was found inside his camper. He said he brought her back to his camper because it was cold that night and she needed a place to stay. So he was just doing her a favor. He left the camper so Julie could smoke crack. And when he came back, she was on the floor unconscious. He took her clothes off of her because he said he she allegedly peed herself. Okay. The next day he woke up, went to work, and when he returned, Julie was dead. Investigators asked him if he'd had sex with Julie's corpse that night, and Corey said, no, I ejaculated in my sleep, but I wasn't facing Julie when I did it. So, 
no i'm sick of this i know it's bad we're almost past the horrific details this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in shopify's there to help you grow Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In his second version, he said Julie asked him to choke her during sex with a necktie, and he did, and she never regained consciousness. He said he then kept her body in his camper for five days and claimed that he hadn't been home for at least three. Boy, bye. You lying. Next. If you can get alive women to have sex with you, I can't even imagine why you go and want to do it to unalive women. That was his fetish. That was what he wanted. And the smell was like a part of it. Being around that, having it in his house. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with him? Mm. Investigator Morales was quoted to have said, quote, to have been living with a decomposing corpse for a few weeks, we are dealing with a bizarre individual. Nah, that's like an understatement. Like, shut up. I'm at this point. I'm severely irritated with all y'all. This man has been doing this over and over and over again. Then you let him sit there and lie to your face. It's irritating me. Yeah, me too. Police had DNA samples from Jade's body and Sharon's that matched Corey. And with broken fingernails along with it, it's just not giving consensual sex. Yeah, that's another thing. Right. And somehow Corey is arrogant enough to take his crimes to trial. Hmm. Let's see Mm. how they roast and toast him in the freaking court. (laughs) A grand jury indicted Corey Morris on five counts of first degree murder. During the guilt phase, the prosecution showed the jury video recording of Corey describing each murder, basically showing them how like just unapologetic, dangerous. No, no, he is no accountability. Right. They pointed out the fact that even though Corey claimed he used condoms during all of his sexual encounters with these women, semen was still found inside of them. So that suggests either he's lying about using a condom when he had sex with them or he had sex with them with the condom while he, they were alive and not while they were deceased. Mm-hmm. What is the... Wh- okay, whatever. And, and I'm going to be honest, like I would be scared to stick my penis in a in a deceased body in any way, shape or form. That thing could clench up and just cut my shit right off. Like you don't know how the body works. Yeah, but his curiosity was something that was deep and dark and not Ugh. much. Not many would understand. I hope not many girl, but let's be real. This world no. is sick. His defense team didn't even really like present a defense. They tried to argue that Corey was just naive and that there was no clear evidence of premeditation. For me, I'd have to disagree with that statement because I feel like if he had drugs in his house at all, he doesn't seem like the type that was actually using that never came up in trial either. So if he had them on hand, it kind of gives me like, okay, he was preparing to have women around that use drugs and he know what he was doing when he was luring them there. Absolutely. Definitely premeditated. So Absolutely. It was all a part of his plan. Mm-hmm. So on July 11, 2005, the jury found Corey guilty on all five counts. They said he committed the murders in, quote, both an especially cruel and especially heinous or depraved manner. 
So, yes. But did they bring up in the courtroom that he violated these women while they were deceased? Yes, they did. They made it a big point to let everyone know that he was a necrophiliac. Okay. For sure. They were not kind. (laughs) Good. 27-year-old Corey was facing the death penalty, and his defense team tried to bring up mitigating factors. I don't know. Like what? (laughs) Like his good work record, Kristen. Goodbye. Is he mental? Like, that's all I need to know. That didn't come up at all, which is the biggest surprise to me. That's why, if anything, when he appeals his conviction, spoiler alert, he gets convicted. When he appeals it, I will be bringing up, um, maybe I'm a basket case. Like, where's my mental evaluation? Yeah. And why didn't anybody think to give it to him? I don't know. Was he a silent guy? Was he not acting erratic? I didn't see it. I didn't see any mention of it. And maybe it just was not a part of his history. So they didn't even think to bring it up. Well, it sounds like something crawled up in him and died. (sighs) Yeah. So they brought up his good work record. They brought up his desire to improve himself, Kristen. So I know I did all these shitty things, but I want to be better. I just can't even handle what you're even saying right now. And How you do you want to be better? You didn't even um, come forward with what you've done. There was no accountability, no remorse, no I'm sorry to the victim's families. Where is any type of culpability? His it's issues with... toilet. Right. They also brought up his issues with his appearance and his hygiene since a young age. So apparently he was just kind of like a dirty kid. And in my opinion, that has nothing to do with snuffing women out and hanging out with their dad what what where do we take this jump and that's why i wish i knew more about his upbringing and like what kind of child he was maybe he was killing dead animals early and hiding them under his bed because he wanted friends or something like that would be something that makes sense Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because funky people would just hang out with funky people they yeah. wouldn't have to create the funkiest of the funkiest people by killing them first exactly So I couldn't find any pictures of the victims, unfortunately, probably because these women were transient. Um, The media didn't give a fuck about them. And it's really unfortunate. They matter to us. So we will say here, rest in peace to Sharon, rest in peace to Barbara, Jade, Julie, and Shantaria. Rest in peace. You guys did not deserve that. In your life or your death, did you deserve that? Period. So Corey was also suspected of being responsible for the murder of another woman named Janice Irvin, but he was never charged. Mm, he did. And I, Kristen, immediately I say he did it. And he was suspected of being the Lawton serial killer. So Ooh. from 1999 to 2003, at least five women were undressed, murdered, and dumped in the waters of Lawton, Oklahoma. And the killer has still like never been caught. And he did not fess to those murders. Fess up. He he did not fess up to those murders. Investigators said tracking Corey's movements for such a big chunk of time will be really difficult to do. So I guess they just didn't give a shit to look further into it. But Lawton is like an hour and a half away from Oklahoma City. So it's definitely possible for him to get himself out there. And Corey didn't move to Arizona until 2002. Mm. So it's possible. Maybe, but he seems like a lazy guy. I mean, he put the ones he did murder right on his front door. Yeah, it seems like he was more about opportunity than going out and hunting for a woman that was hard to find. I'm really shocked that nobody checked his mental space because he's giving a little bit slow. 
in the older picture for sure i'm looking at him like wow he's not okay like yeah. he i wouldn't be surprised if his tongue was like three times too big he spit a little bit when he talked had a little sputtle like that's what it's giving yeah it is and it's just like i know that he's probably got fought in prison unless they put him by himself because of how <laughs> he stinks <laughs> yeah and and you know what Hopefully he didn't continue to smell that way once he wasn't around dead bodies anymore. Well, I don't know, Kayla. We don't know. They said he was always a funky kid, so we just really don't know. I know, but dead body funk and just regular funk is very different. Regular funk will get hands put on you in prison. <laughs> which let alone, yes, let alone having death funk. Right. Midge, they're drowning you in the toilet. <laughs> I feel like Corey was maybe not too great with the ladies like from an early age because of his stench problem, right? And maybe that like kind of played a part into why he only wanted to have sex with women that were deceased or women he had to pay for the service. Mm. I just, it just scares me that his psyche could decline if it's just started with, you know, disappointment with women. If it started there, it declined into something so horrific. I just don't know when it could have been caught, if he could have been helped before it, he went too far. There's so many questions with this one. All you had to do was drink you some garlic water and you would have been fine. <laughs> if you are a little on the funky side, Kristen says drink garlic water to mellow your like odor out, I guess. Yes. Like if you emit mad pheromones and you just can't help it, even when you're clean, you start stinking in like 30 minutes. <laughs> garlic water one cup a day it will change your life period and that's our case for this week you guys wow so he got the death penalty correct correct he got the death penalty he's still on death row i didn't see anything about him dying so yeah well good riddance good fucking riddance you can't hump any corpses in there you piece of shit this type of stuff, it goes too far. It goes beyond the mind, the the ability to comprehend what he was even thinking. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes you really think, like, could I be capable of something so sick? Because people yeah. think I'm fucking great. And people thought he was nice and normal, but he was very fucking far from normal. And it just shows people hide their deepest, darkest secrets, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Don't be surprised if you find out who someone really is down the line because they're not going to show you right up front. Take your time. Mm -hmm. Well, we love you guys so much. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening if you guys are just listening. And yeah, please rate us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you enjoy our show. It really helps us get the word out to other people. And before we go... Be, be safe, safe protect, protect your, your peace, peace, and protect, and protect your, space. your space. So we so don't have, we to, don't cover have to cover your case. Your case. Period, friend. Bye. Bye. You have a right to kill me. I have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me.